decluttering is a way to free up your space. And it's not just your physical space, it's your mental space. In our productive environment group, one of the things we talk about a lot is emotional clutter. I've probably even mentioned it on this podcast a couple of times. So what you hold on to physically has some emotional tie to you. You have an emotional reason for keeping that, whatever that might be. It might be as simple as it reminds you of somebody. It might be something super complicated where you need to let it go. Like it reminds you of someone and it's not in a good way, but you feel guilty about getting rid of it. Let me tell you something right now. Let that shit go. Excuse my French, but just let it go. Get it out of your house. If it's something or out of your office, if it's something that's from that boss that you didn't really get along with, that's no longer your boss and you have no obligation, let that go. Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've discovered from my challenges with ADHD and chemo brain. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now certified productive environment specialist and ADHD productivity coach with well over 20 years of experience in business, office design, and productivity. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, wife, mom of a teen and a cat, and a lifelong geek. I'm old enough now to be proud of it. I've learned that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget our appointments, we can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and fits who we are with our unique brains. I believe that to be truly productive, we need to learn how to be intentionally unproductive a strange twist for a productivity coach. But hey, I love to ski, sail, and surf. Listen in and learn how to streamline your space and systems so you can be more focused, organized, and have more time to be intentionally unproductive. Hey everyone, Katherine Avery here of productivitybydesign.com and host of the Uncluttered Office podcast. This is week four and the final episode of Uncluttered Holidays. Hard to believe this is episode 30 of my podcast, kind of exciting. And today we're going to talk about holiday pop. And you're all going to say that sounds like so much fun. And it's really about me trying to put the fun into planning, organization, and productivity at the holidays because this is sort of the most work-oriented topic of the four weeks we've had in Uncluttered Holidays. If you're like me, you're thinking, you want me to work the holidays? Want me to be productive? It's like the horror, right? This year, the holidays are at the weirdest times. Hanukkah was on Sunday. My birthday is on Sunday. I had to share with Hanukkah, but that's okay. Christmas was on a Wednesday, and that really messed us up. I don't know about you, but my husband only gets Christmas Day off. So when it's on a Wednesday, what do you do? When do you travel? When do you take your days off? So this year we just opted to stay home. So let's talk about this holiday pop. If you've been following for the last three weeks, you know we've covered all kinds of topics like setting your intentions, creating your magical holiday calendar, taking care of your health and your self-care while you're in the midst of the crazy holiday season, and then gift giving. If you've been doing all these things and setting them in place, you've probably been staying pretty darn productive throughout this process. But if you haven't, 
there's still time. If you're like me, you might be working this week, right before, after the holidays. Uh, I really should say in between Christmas and New Year's. So it's sort of after Christmas, before New Year's. My calendar is completely blocked. As far as anybody knows, <laughs> the secret is out. I am actually away and not working this week. I am, in fact, home and going to be tackling some projects that I put off over and over again. So here's the cool thing. If you are working right now in this between time, you can get a ton done in these couple of days because half your office is out anyway. The phones aren't ringing incessantly because everybody else is taking the holidays. Interruptions are way down. That guy from the other side of the office is not coming in asking you questions 25 times a day. Your office is going to be super quiet. Isn't that amazing? If you're an introvert, a little bit like I am, you'll have arrived at office nirvana. What can you do during this time? Well, I'll start with me. I'm working on two projects right now. Ones that I'm telling you I have pushed off. I've been like, oh, it's just too onerous. It's too much. I never have time. I'm busy with my clients. 25 million excuses. I haven't scheduled any clients right now. So my excuses are gone. So I have two projects I'm working on. And this is really because I'm one of those sort of multitasker types. I don't love sticking one thing at a time. So if you're like me, having two projects instead of just one will allow you to get two focused things done or make a huge dent on each of them uh, without getting bored and going crazy. For some of us who are other brain, I'm executive functioning disorder. Uh, you might be ADD or some other kind of brain thing going on. Choosing to work on two projects might go much better for you. Notice that when I put up two sets of fingers, that's four. That's not really effective. So two projects <laughs> using the right number of fingers, not that you can see on a podcast, but I am videotaping this at the same time. The first one is, no lie, I shouldn't even confess this. I have 28,000 photos on my iPhone. I am not exaggerating. Desperately need to organize them. So I'm hoping I'm going to delete about half of them and then 14,000 will be infinitely easier to organize. The rest are going into what I'm calling a work photo database. So to this point, most of the photos I use on social media, et cetera, have really been from sources like deposit photos, which you pay a very nominal fee per photo, especially if you snag the AppSumo sale, which happens once a year and sadly, I think already happened, but check it out. You might catch it. Or Unsplash, which is free, and I always credit the photographer. Uh, I'm 95% of the time credit the photographer because every once in a while I flake and forget, and then I try to go back and put a hashtag with their name. So that's my goal. I'm going to have uh, a database. And because I've been planning, and we'll talk about planning in a minute, I already have categories set up. So this should be a fairly easy, we'll see, it's still feeling vastly onerous project. My second project is I have a database of names of clients, referral partners, business colleagues, and they, the ones that I have the birthdays for and anniversaries, get cards from Jackie Lawson. I noticed as we were going through it this year that some of the people that were getting cards have died, <laughs> which is really bad. You don't want to be sending cards to dead people. So my plan is to organize that database, is to go through, edit, check everything out. It's probably been since 2016. 
Now, you might be noticing a theme, and it's the first idea I have for you about what you could be doing during this time period, because I have the three. So it, this is decluttering. And I'm really, decluttering is a way to free up your space. And it's not just your physical space, it's your mental space. In our productive environment group, one of the things we talk about a lot is emotional clutter. I've probably even mentioned it on this podcast a couple of times. So what you hold on to physically has some emotional tie to you. You have an emotional reason for keeping that, whatever that might be. It might be as simple as it reminds you of somebody. It might be something super complicated where you need to let it go. Like it reminds you of someone and it's not in a good way, but you feel guilty about getting rid of it. Let me tell you something right now. Let that shit go. Excuse my French, but just let it go. Get it out of your house. If it's something or out of your office, if it's something that's from that boss that you didn't really get along with, that's no longer your boss and you have no obligation, let that go. Let me take the photography project I'm using as an example. I probably have 25 photos of one sunset from one particular night while I was trying to get the perfect shot. We all know that out of 25, I could easily delete 22 of them, right? I just haven't taken the time to do it. So that's what this project is going to be about for me. It's getting rid of these. The other interesting note about these two projects is they're both digital. That is because mostly physical, paper, clutter, et cetera, I have gotten rid of in the process of becoming a productive environment specialist. So, and by the way, that includes everything. That includes for my business, which was the first thing I did. Over this past summer, I added all my personal paperwork and I added my uh, beach house. We rent a beach house out. So it's like a second, it is a second business. It's really is a second business. It does take a good chunk of my time. So the fact is, is those papers are all organized. What I'm finding now that I've got all that cleared out is that there's digital projects ahead and it's super easy to hold onto our digital clutter because it doesn't look like it takes up any space, right? Out there in the cloud, we don't ever see it until you're scrambling to search for a certain piece of information and you can't find it because you have stacks of online documents. And it, it's hard to see online documents as stacks, but just sort of envision that in your head the next time you open up one of your file folders in your computer and discover that you have 35 documents in one folder. And that may not be bad or good. That just is something to make note of and think about. So how can you rock your productivity during your break? So I started to talk about ideal idea one, the first one, which is, or strategy one, which is to have a plan. So think about during your break, what absolutely needs to be accomplished. Figure that out and then break it into chunks and execute it. So I know that I had to set myself up for success by creating these different file folders for the different categories of photos. And to give you an example, I have nature photos, I have photos of workspaces, I have photos of places I've traveled, and I've tried to set them up in categories that are inspirational, that'll make me think, oh, okay, I probably have an entire category just for sunsets, truly. I'm sure I do. We all work better with a plan. I've already mentioned my plan is to do this decluttering and organization on a digital level. And by the way, if you can't come up with a good plan, hey, copy me, do it. I would love to hear that you're cleaning out your photo files online. Wouldn't that be great? 
block off the time. And if you don't have a lot of client work or other deadlines, do one of these projects. You'll feel worlds better. I promise every time I do any kind of decluttering anywhere in my life, great things come to me. It doesn't mean that I'm getting a check for a million dollars in the mail. That would be lovely. I'm not turning that away. But just really amazing things happen. I, I can't really even come up with them right off the cuff, but sometimes it'll be in the form of a speaking opportunity. Things you wouldn't expect come up when you're decluttering. It's really slaying me right now because I know there was one where I just found something recently. I was like, wow, that's so cool. I can't believe I found that. And I cannot remember for love or money what it was that I found, but that's okay. You'll save time for yourself when you're searching for documents or photos, et cetera, on the digital level. And if you need help, I can help you. I can even help you this week, but only in the morning. Why? Because I'm going to get you to strategy number two. And this is to set aside time for yourself. You'll be a whole lot re less resentful if you allocate time to do fun things at the holidays. So maybe you'll take a couple of days off. We are. We're going to go skiing for a few days. My husband's going to hold down the lodge. He doesn't ski. But we usually take some gear for him and he can snowshoe if he likes or he can just hang out in the lodge. And um, usually there's sports on New Year's weekend in that time frame. So he'll be pretty psyched to be watching some sports while my daughter and I are out skiing. Uh, and then I told said daughter that there's going to be a day where we don't ski and we do fun stuff that dad wants to do, which is going to be a blast. Maybe you'll work only in the morning and take the afternoons off. Now, if you're a night owl, you might flip this and work only in the afternoon, evening and take your mornings off. Point is, I'm going to be working only in the morning. I am definitely an early bird and I will be up and working early, which is strategy number three. And this may or may not work for you. Like I said, if you're a night owl, but if you're a morning person like I am, get up super early and allocate only a chunk of the day. So I am planning during this break, which is between Christmas and New Year's, on working from, say, 6 a.m. until noon. Knowing that we all do a little bit of time wasting, I'm assured that in those six hours, I'll get five hours of work done if I stay super focused. And you'll be amazed what you can accomplish in your business when you work for five hours. We all waste time at work. I, I include myself in this. The average employee, in fact, wastes between one and a half and three hours per day. So if you look at an eight-hour workday and you're wasting three hours, what are you left with? Five hours, right? If you work an eight-hour workday and you're wasting one and a half and you haven't subtracted out lunch yet, you're still pretty much in an eight-hour day. Okay, seven and a half, but still, who's counting? So I want you to give this a try. Work for five hours and see how much you can accomplish when you're uber-focused. I think you'll be really pleasantly surprised. That is it. Three strategies for working during the holidays, being uber-productive by basically planning, organizing, and being productive. Pop! I hope your holidays have been filled with pop, with happiness and calm. I hope you've had a chance to be de-stressed, unstressed, not stressed during this holiday season. It can get kind of crazy. I hope you have been giving grace to the people in your life who have not been enjoying the holidays as much because maybe they've lost someone or this time of year reminds them of people 
in their lives. I was going to say who have lost, they've lost, which I've already kind of said, but we'll say it again. Just something to keep in mind. I have several friends who have lost people very close to them this holiday season. They are not having as joyful a holiday as you and I might be. And that's okay. That's where they are. Let's give folks some grace. I hope Uncluttered Holidays has cheered your spirit, helped you bring calm. I hope these strategies have helped you to have a better holiday season for you and your family. And I'm wishing you all the best in the world for 2020. It's going to be a great year. I will refrain from 2020 jokes. I know plenty of them are being made. (laughs) Wishing you all success and see you in 2020. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.